0: Hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today?
1: Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Yay! You're back with your favorite sisters, Lauren and Camille, for episode number 16 of the Sexton Podcast. We Yay. miss you guys so much. <laughs> Yay. We had uh an off week last week. And let me tell you, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So now we're back. Uh, f- don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Den Mothers and follow us on our personal pages at Sheila Florin and at Camille Missbach for other personal endeavors. Welcome Great. back to episode six, train. Welcome back, Wolfpack. Ow, ow, ow! ow. Yeah! Okay, number one, I'm in a special shout out to episode number 15, Donna's Journals. Man. (laughs) Yes, we've had many a folk write in that they touched them in a very positive way, allowed them to (laughs) touch them in a consensual, positive way.
1: T- those <laughs> journals, they, touched they were
0: so where sensible. they needed
1: to be touched.
0: No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. In, in a, on a serious note, Donna's words are so powerful, and it is my absolute honor and Lauren's honor to be able to use her journals as teachings even with her not here. So she yeah. always wanted to turn her journals into a book
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just sharing them and hearing people's experiences and hearing that they cried about them and then they journaled about it and it changed their perspective like it it couldn't have been any better of a response. So right. thank you everyone if you haven't listened to it the last couple minutes of episode number 15 um for you who don't know, Donna is my mom's – our mom's um, best friend who passed away about 11 years ago, and she was just a spiritual, incredible woman. So shout out, Donna, RIP. What a beautiful soul. We're so happy to have her words, and hopefully we'll share more of them at some point. Yeah, we really are. It was so Yay. wonderful yeah uh special shout out number two is a happy halloween you sluts oh you little halloween hoes it's so
1: fun halloween
0: hoes i love halloween (laughs) <laughs> you do love Halloween. So do yeah. I. I yeah. always dress up for Halloween. Yeah. So we were going to talk about do's and don'ts, but really there's not much of a segment because it's just do, do, do. <laughs> it's do it, do it, do it. And
1: you know what? Be be a little bit careful out there. I feel like Halloween is, um, especially this year it's because- It's so creepy. Well, there wasn't really Halloween in 2020, right? So this is like, mm. it, this is about to go hard. I'm in Austin, so I think we're probably going to get weird here. Shane doesn't know it yet. I was just talking to him yesterday. I'm like, do you want to do anything for Halloween? Oh, my God. It's in just a couple of days. And he's like, yeah, definitely. But I, he's like, I'm not going to dress up, though. I really don't want to dress up. And I was like, well, so you don't want to do anything. <laughs> that <laughs> <'cause-> <laughs> is the whole point. <laughs> because I'm going to be a slutty Martian, so you have wow. to be. Yes. I have a moon suit that is hot, and I'm of wearing it. Of course you
0: do. Of yeah. course you have a freaking moon suit. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to be. Michael wants to be Peaky Blinders, which I could be into that. He looks just like one. He yes, was he supposed does. to be born in that time. Yes. That would be hot. We also could be hippies. He has a long blonde wig, which it looks hilarious on him. And we're yes. also hippies. So yes, happy Halloween. Do whatever the hell you want. Dress up as your little heart desires and let your freak flag fly and be careful and cover your drinks.
1: <laughs> yeah, be careful. Cover your drinks and bring a condom with you because I feel like Halloween is no. the sexiest. It's so sexy for some reason. I always yeah. used to get fucked on Halloween. <laughs> like Dude, it was Halloween.
0: Big. Yeah, Halloween and New Year's.
1: Yeah, are like, so, super
0: sexy. It's a hot time to be alive. Okay, I'm sorry, but this also means we are literally in the holiday season of 2021, and I have not even completed my brain process. From 2019, yeah. So (laughs) it's feeling like 2022 is literally two months away. Yeah, I mean, and also hello. (laughs) Feel like that? It is that. No, 2022 is a beautiful year. I feel our number is our family number is kind of 22. Yeah. Um. Anyway, happy Halloween. I'm getting married this year in 2022. (gasps) Wow. Yeah
1: is that a big announcement? I feel like I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. be I feel like I'm not going to be one of those people that um put, like posts my ring and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do all that. But it's just sort well. of feeling like whoops, I said it and now I don't want to delete this part.
0: So Yeah, we're not going to delete this. I yeah. love that. We both had kind of like nonchalant be meeting our person styles. Yeah. People who don't know me Camille I met my husband and we got married eight months later with like no engagement. No, we didn't even tell anybody except our family we were getting married. And then we just posted our wedding video and it was like surprise. Yeah. And then months later he got me a ring. And yeah. I still didn't post about that. I posted the story. We were just very unorthodox in how yeah. we did things. It was like, it wasn't like, will you marry me? It was like a mutual decision of like, yeah, marriage really makes sense and we love each other forever. Yeah. That's so how we're is. going to be yeah. doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we want to have like a massive bash. Like, I want a huge bash. I'm into a big bash. But when it comes to the ring, I, I've always wanted to be proposed to and all of that. But it literally feels like every single day Shane is proposing to me. Like I feel so loved that if he never did any loving things again for the rest of my life, I would. It would be like enough. Like there's a surplus. So there's it's just a
0: like surplus. <laughs> so, there's a
1: surplus of love. Yeah, there's so much love.
0: I love but, to have a surplus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a surplus. A surplus. Um, I'm really enjoying this voice today as well, <laughs> so <laughs> I might throw in a couple words like this. <laughs> what is her name? What's her name? Dude, I feel like Beatrice or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or Judy? Is that Judy? <laughs> Maybe Jules. <laughs> nah. I don't know. I'm really enjoying that voice today. That's a
1: good voice. We need to, yeah. we need to create a character
0: <laughs> around her anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So-, so today, wait, hang on one second. Okay. So My, my week update is next. It's going to be a little bit shorter. This is actually a two week update, so I will be doing that. Lauren has a big update because she did a seven-day women's retreat where they did ayahuasca. And so we are going to talk about that and expanding consciousness a little bit using psychedelics and other things. And then we are going to talk about the eroticism of life. Yes. At the end. So stick around. So erotic. Yeah. Stick around for that. This is going to be a great episode. It is. Okay. So my two-week update – has hit been us with it. hit us with so it so much deep healing okay. um actually it's weird I feel like my healing journey has been completely expedited and I do think I thank psychedelics for that mm-hmm. because I do feel like Bufo launched me into a healing journey that I don't know if I would have faced it in the way I did unless I was forced to, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I was with Bufo. So I have been doing therapy, but I feel like I'm done. Like I'm done with therapy. I actually really like a talk therapist. Um, I was yeah. I was gonna do this deep EMDR healing work and I already feel uh radical acceptance of what happened in my healing journey, which I will share in an episode upcoming, but I just feel like I've kind of reached this phase of internal peace
1: Mm. about
0: my trauma. And it was a big T trauma. I wanted to touch on that a little bit. So little T is small things that can happen in your life. Like it can be your parents talking negatively to each other. Um, your parents talking negatively to you. Just like small thing, not bad, but just little things. It can be having arguments with your siblings. Even circumstances out
1: of your like anything out of your control so like let's say that
0: you really loved your friend
1: group at one school and your family overnight your dad lost his job and all of a sudden you had to move to like a different neighborhood you didn't know anyone and now you were an outcast at your school Mm -hmm. and so you you built this narrative around like change equals scary and scary equals isolation like scary equals no friends or like scary equals struggle it's like making those connections those little things are little t traumas yeah or like somebody telling you that you're ugly or that you aren't good at sex or that like your you know boobs are saggy or whatever it is like those Mm -hmm. things that make an imprint on the expansion of your heart it keeps you tight 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 closed in closed in closed in
0: it can even be like you getting a new haircut loving it and then someone saying something really negatively about it and then big T trauma is sexual assault, physical assault, abuse in the house when you were younger, uh, an abusive relationship. It's it's things, a, a major car accident, a near-death experience, death of a family member that you were really close with, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's more what we consider to be trauma. When you think of, like, a person who's traumatized, you think of those huge traumas, I War. would say. Experiencing, uh, war, yes. experiencing war experiencing famine having to flee a country like yes
1: 9-11 if you experienced it or had somebody that was yes that experienced it like those kind of things where it's a, it's almost more acute or like yeah. it's something that's perv- like that prevails over a long period of time that's constantly traumatizing on your nervous system abusive parents alcoholism in the home like any things that are like okay this obviously really affected me
0: Yes, exactly. So that is something I am working with. I think everybody probably has an idea. I'm not ready to say it yet because I'm going to share it in poetry form, but it was mm-hmm. one single big incident that happened in high school. Mm-hmm. So I will share that. I feel mm-hmm. energetically like my mm-hmm. body is at rest again,
1: right and it hasn't
0: felt like that for months. So if anybody wants to dive a little bit deeper into trauma and the effects of trauma on your actual brain, on your nervous system, on your body, healing modalities for trauma. I highly recommend the book, The Body Keeps the Score, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people can't fathom what happens when you have a big T trauma. And this Mm -hmm. book really puts it into perspective in beautiful language that It actually affects your physical body, not Mm -hmm. just your mind. And obviously, that's a closed loop circle. The body and the mind are connected, but the book is beautiful. So Mm. I am reading that, well, listening to it on Audible right now, and it's amazing. Yeah. Along with me feeling like I'm healing and he pretty close to the end of my current healing journey, healing happens your whole life. But I am going to launch my integrated. Healing experience soon. Yay. So after what I've been through the past couple months, I feel it's led me to my life purpose, which is helping others to right. acknowledge, face, and feel their trauma from whatever. And I am so excited to help other people with integrative, an integrative approach with yoga, breath work, creativity uh, embodiment practices. Mm -hmm. And so I will be launching that pretty soon. I feel like I'm really close. (laughs) Good. I'm excited for you, sis. That's so
1: good. And you're going to be such an incredible, you are such an incredible healer and such an incredible coach and anybody who works with you is lucky.
0: (gasps) Oh, <gasps> thank you, sis. So I yeah, love that's that. exciting. And um, if you want to stay updated on that, I launched my website, Camille It's also in my Instagram bio, which is at Camille yeah. And I have started writing more. So I have a blog. You can subscribe to my blog there. I do once a week, once every two weeks. You're not gonna get bombarded with emails. And also I launched my TikTok. Yes, you did. At Camille Miss which I hate it. <laughs>
1: Dude, you launched one video and it has like 600 views. I'm not exaggerating. Every single time I post on TikTok, I'm like, oh, this is it. It's going viral. Like, obviously, I'm so cool. I tried so hard. And then it'll just be like 107 views one week later. Like a week later. It's not like like in the moment. It's just –
0: dude I, like your maximum capacity is 107 yeah like it's not gonna hit 108 it's at the very bottom yeah. of the-
1: <laughs> like nobody's ever gonna see it again
0: oh my god well it's really embarrassing to record them so it is. It is. i am doing it really for really for another okay wait i was cracking up this morning because Lori basically told me, just you have to make sure the words are spot on with your mouth. And this morning, for some reason, I was just thinking like, if the words are not on, it's social suicide. <laughs> for some reason, just the term like, is social, social suicide. suicide right. Yeah. It is your weekly update. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Well, how was not- your birthday? <sighs> Okay, so, man, I have, we haven't talked since my birthday. We recorded on October 13th, so your birthday was the day after.
1: Okay, I turned 29, and my birthday was a little bit, it was wonderful, and it just wasn't what it was going to be. Like, Shane had a whole day planned for me. He had a massage booked, horseback riding, and everything kind of got – screwy. Like the horseback riding thing was closed because of a road closure. Um, the massage was going to happen, but then I wanted to go see mom and Brett. I was going to have friends over and then it didn't feel right. So it was like all of these things that sort of happened. Um, because I'm in a little bit of like a transient phase right now. Like we, we tried to buy a home in, in, California it didn't really go through and then now we're in Austin and it's like well we might as well look in Austin so we're thinking about buying a home in Austin and that process I just didn't realize how competitive it is like Mm. if you actually want to buy a house it's like a full-time job right now you're on it like it is looking at homes making offers making sure that your financing is good like doing it doing it doing it so my birthday was really nice and that I came to mom's. You and Michael were there. You gave me the most beautiful tarot deck and Mm. pendulum. And it was just so wonderful. Mom made my favorite pesto. So (gasps) yes, it was wonderful. And it was a really beautiful way to come into 29 was just with my family and just so low key. I breathed, I meditated. It was so nice. And then right after that, I, for my birthday, I bought myself a retreat, a week long retreat and originally that was not going to include ayahuasca it was going to be in mexico and it wasn't an ayahuasca retreat and then kind of like a month later it got changed into a it was a san diego retreat and it included ayahuasca and as many of you know listening to this i've done bufo four times i'm very i'm, I'm a psychedelic lover i love them as medicine as like teachers and so I love mushrooms, I love bufo, mm-hmm. I love hape, like, which is not a psychedelic, but it just helps you to ground and it's painful. <laughs> Combo, yeah. like, you name it, I love it. I want to do it. And I want to, you like, receive the teachings from the medicines. And so ayahuasca was one that just never called to me, even though it came into my consciousness way back when my ex did it, when I was literally, like, 22. Yeah. He went to Peru to do it. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, that sounds cool, but didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so this experience was not only just an ayahuasca um, retreat, but it literally felt like I was on ayahuasca for seven days. Like mm-hmm. the, it was a very, I don't want to call it like the spiritual elite, but kind of that. Like women who have been doing psychedelic work for like 15 years. So they're through little T, they're through big T, they're in the mode of like healing the world. Like everybody's there on a mission to how do we get medicine to the world? Like how mm-hmm. do we heal the collective? How do I heal me so that I'm healing the collective? Yeah. So it was the first time that I I was the youngest one there. And also I just had this moment of like massive ego death because I have kind of gotten a little head on me of like all right. Yeah. Like I know some shit. Like I know I'm, I'm cool with myself. I'm in peace. I love sex. Like I'm doing all the stuff. And I got there and just realized, oh, it's all the little tiny things that I get to heal from now. And so my ayahuasca journey was after days and days of really like a lot of self-expression. We did yoni massages. We went to a temezcal ceremony. Like really, really, really a lot of like powerful things that I had never done before. Making big animal sounds, crying and not covering your face, to like a whole audience of people, like really letting yourself be seen. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, number one, didn't even know that that kind of stuff was possible. Like I didn't know that you could facilitate experiences like that and just have a group of women from 29 to 55 in the same room, like holding each other. And like, really brilliant minds, doctors and lawyers. It was just, it was just really special, really special. So by the time I did ayahuasca, I felt like my heart had already been cracked open, but
0: Mm -hmm. I was really
1: noticing my own, um, my own bullshit. Like some of my own bullshit was coming up. Like, am I special? Am I good enough? Should I be here? Um, I hope they see how cool I am. Like, how can I do more to, like, prove that I'm supposed to be here? You know, blah, blah, blah. And so I drank a shitload of ayahuasca. Like, I literally said, take me to hell. And it was my first time. Everybody else had sat with ayahuasca a a lot of times. Like, this was my first initiation. And it was so – it was as if I – Healed from and experienced multiple lifetimes through three different lenses. The first was me ascending into queendom, like ascending into being the queen. And in my journey, it was like I was having it, my initiation into becoming a queen was that I had to go back and see all the little ways in my life that I had overridden myself when did I say no when I meant to say yes? When did I say yes when I meant to say no? When did I feel like people couldn't feel my love? How So it was like all of these initiations of like you need to address this. And then it was like, okay, I would see it and then it was gone. See it and then it was gone. And then it became very, very, very dark. And I experienced horrible traumas. I experienced like not having control over my body during a C-section and like hoping that I could have another chance because I didn't know if my baby was going to be okay.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: I experienced dying. Like, and and I physically peed my pants. Like this isn't a yeah. joke. I was actually like, she was out of it. In it. Yeah. I was, I was out of this body and into the universe and like actually peed my pants. Like I could hear people throwing up I could hear the music and stuff, but um, I didn't throw up, but I literally peed my pants. Yeah. So anyway, it was so incredible because I had this massive death experience where I actually opened my eyes and I heard – People saying like we're losing She Wolf, we're losing She Wolf. Like get oh, get her back online, God. get her back online. Like She Wolf, can I help you with your body? She Wolf, can I help you with your body? And that was actually happening in the room. Like I had totally went as big as I could possibly go, and I kept saying, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Like I wanted it, I oh wanted my to God. It. That yeah. gives me so, so
0: much anxiety.
1: And I think for me, what it does is it gives me no anxiety and it makes me feel really proud of myself. Like I'm starting to realize through these healing experiences, my courage.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't you have,
1: are. I wouldn't have um, associated myself as a courageous person before. I just thought that I kind of was like a bull in a China shop. Like I'll just kind of do anything and like go into it. And like this had this sort of like fearless mentality. But I realize now that it isn't that I'm fearless, it's that I am courageous and I'm proud of myself for that. Like it's, it's, a, you it's are. a trait that I'm coming into and, and it, it's becoming part of my coaching. And in that courage, I've found my heart because the most courageous thing you can ever do in your whole life is live from love Yeah, because love is the most courageous thing you can do, true love infinite love.
0: Yeah, to it lean really is. into
1: that, to lean into that knowing that the harder you love, the harder you fall. If you fall, right? Like yeah. the bigger the heartbreak is. There is nothing more courageous than that. And so my courage has gotten behind my love and my my heart body and I feel so just invigorated by love, by yeah. joy, by these things that I know if they're taken away like if I lost you, if I lost Shane, like at this point, it's like, I know how absolutely devastated I would be. And I'm so confident and in so much courage about leaning into that deepest love. Yeah. And so that came up, oh, uh, man.
0: yeah, it I'm was feeling just- so it, it's funny. I got like a little bit dissociated just now when you, when you said that we're losing, she we for losing. She-wolf. And I have to explain this. I, and this is like going super, super deep, but I feel in a past life that I overdosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people, so I'm a Pisces and a Pisces is seen as the last, your last sign earth side. So you've had a lot of past lives. If, if this is something you believe in, I heavily mm-hmm. believe in it. Um, I, I know I've been in that space, but I didn't come back. Like mm-hmm. I, I have this resistance and, and I've had these experiences in my life where I almost get like thrown back into that, but that yeah. exact we're losing you losing, And it's like, ah, and I'm like completely yeah. out of it. It, it makes me actually dissociate when you talk about stuff like that. And yeah. maybe I was living it in you, but I felt that when you were on your ayahuasca trip, I was just in San Diego in my own home and I felt that. Yeah. I felt, I had this dissociating feeling and I was like, Oh my God. Like where it was like, you're going down. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, it could just I be went- a e- massive ego death thing. Well, it was it does. Like in,
1: in my trip. It was an actual medical experience. Like yeah. I was in a a hospital and I could hear beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep, like, and then it was, like, beep, and they're, like, we're losing her, we're losing her, and it was, like, pushing on my chest, like, like, getting my face Yeah, back. and they're, like, open your eyes, open your eyes, and I would not open my eyes, and so they just realized, like, okay, she's, because I wasn't ready, because I realized when you open your eyes, it, it, there was a message that's, like, when you open your eyes, all you see is love, be ready for it, be ready for it, and it- yeah. When I finally did open my eyes, thanks to my new BFF, I knew that I was ready to live my life from a new lens.
0: Mm. And
1: it's wild because you came through so hard in my – I experienced your big T like in my body. And then I experienced that, that medical emergency of like them losing me. It's so wild. You also came through for me because – you know, I know that siblings love each other. I know that the love that I have for you is so maternal. Like that Mm -hmm. became very obvious. It's like, you're my baby. Like Mm -hmm. it's as if I gave birth to you and I've felt that way our whole lives, but that really came through in my trip. And it, it explodes your heart because when you think about it as for women, Regardless of whether or not you ever carry a child, our bodies have this capacity for for love that doesn't end because when we have children, that love is so – it's unconditional, right? Our bodies know how to love unconditionally, they do. And so for for me when I was having these like unconditional bouts of love, I was literally saying, I love you so much. I'm so scared. Like, I love you so much. I'm so scared because when you, it's like the pain that you feel is then the pain that I feel, even if yeah. I'm not holding on to it and I associating it as my own pain to love somebody unconditionally for all that they are, to love everything. For all that it is, means that you are gonna fucking feel it. You're gonna feel more. It's a never ending cycle of heartbreak. Yeah. And that feeling, that heart, that's the courage. It's like, it's the courageous lion, like to love that deeply. Mm. Yes. Like, oh my God. That feeling of just. It's never ending heartbreak. It's
0: never ending
1: heartbreak. And And it's so courageous.
0: Okay. I also so I want to make this also super relatable to the wolf pack. And I recognize right now is a huge movement of psychedelics, I would say. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. tried to do this uh I think in the 70s yep. and then it was basically shut down by making everything including research illegal. Now they're starting to do research again. I want to talk about I mean, you've kind of already talked about it, the importance of expanding your mind. I also want to say psychedelics are not something you fuck with. Um, It's not something where you bring in your ego thinking you're the teacher because they are so powerful. They are the ultimate teacher. So I I do understand, and Lawrence had a lot of experience with stuff like that. I've had a lot of psychedelic experiences. I would encourage the audience, if you go into a ceremony, to never say, I mean, not never, I never want to say never, I would encourage you not to say, take me to hell. And Lauren said at the very beginning, and I, I do understand why you wanted that, Lauren, you're deep in your spiritual journey and you wanted to see that kind of thing. I highly encourage people to stay away from that type of language because I have had a deep, deep experience where I feel I lived through hell on DMT and it took me months to get back. And I don't want to scare anybody away from things too. But when a journey can go, when a journey goes dark, there are so many lessons and beauty and creativity in, in reintegrating back into the world after you have that kind of experience. And I was lucky enough to be surrounded by a few people who had already done it. So they gave me a lot of Help with integration, um, and there are resources for that. But when you have a dark experience, especially if it's one of your first, it can be pretty overwhelming when you when you reintegrate. So I would take the experience as what it is. I would ask things like, what is my intuition telling me? Or Mm -hmm. what do do you want me to see? But I particularly wouldn't call in a negative experience.
1: I agree 100%. And that speaks to like, allow yourselves to learn from me in this way of imperfection, because that is I had a whole my my intention for this retreat was how big how big can I be like how big can my heart expand how big can my awareness and my consciousness become and um, I have this I had this narrative that like I had to go as deep as I possibly could which is why I asked for that and I'm super confident like, I know myself so deeply that I knew I was ready for something like that. So, yeah. a lot of times for people's first ayahuasca journey, like, make sure that you're going to somebody who is actually has yes. been with the medicine. And that was my Actually, next thing. a shaman or a shamana or somebody yeah. that has a deep relationship with the medicine. Yeah. Um, because and it's medicine. Because it's medicine. And so, that's what I want you to know too is like, this kind of a thing, it's the it will call you when you're ready. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to have a breakthrough like that. I need to experience that kind of thing. Um, Do your research and keep your eyes open, your eyes and your heart open to letting this kind of thing fall into your lap. It isn't something that you can force. You don't want to force ayahuasca. I do know a lot of my Close friends have gone to a very special place in Costa Rica called Soltara Healing Center. Uh, and they specialize in ayahuasca. So if you want to do that kind of a journey, I highly yeah. recommend going to a place that specializes in that. Yeah. Or going somewhere in like Peru or if you wanted to. I mean, they, there are lots of people here too. So
0: to do an experience. Yeah. I, I want to I just jump in and say, push the importance of working with a healer who has experience with the medicine. Mm -hmm. You're not talking about ayahuasca at the bar and someone's like, Oh dude, I know a friend who does this. And you're like going to someone's house to do it. Like these psychedelics are thousands of years in the making of course unless you look into it and this person again has shamanic experience or you know yeah specifically with ayahuasca it's yeah I feel like it calls you mushrooms are a little bit different because you can just take a little bit I mean it's like I feel like everyone right. does mushrooms these days. But with these shamanic ritual experiences, it's supposed to be an experience. Like, the most it is special. supposed to be, yes, a special healing experience. I mean, these are practices passed down for thousands of years, specifically with ayahuasca. So, be safe in doing it. Um, do your research and let your heart expand and be open to the experience and know you're safe. You want to feel safe in your you experience. Wanna, right. You want
1: to feel safe, especially because oftentimes it it can be very dark. You're seeing the darkest parts of you. You're Mm -hmm. seeing your shadow. And when you imagine how dark the human mind can be, like humans rape, humans murder, humans set up really scary shit and like create movies like saw like human minds created that right so you have the dark the darkest of the dark already lives inside of you and day-to-day basis you're not really pulling on that lever but when you go into like other worlds other dimensions 100 that shows up because if you're god like if we want regardless of whether you're christian or whatever if you want to experience God and you want to experience love, the other side of that is the devil. Like the other side of that is hell. And so when we say we are everything, um, Camille and I talk about sex, love, and all that is, right? All that is also includes the darkest parts of the psyche and the darkest parts of human experience. So Mm -hmm. the reason that I wanted to go there is because I wanted to see it. I wanted to be involved in it. And so that was my desire, and I got Mm -hmm. it. You did. I probably won't ask for that again. I probably won't ask for that again because it was so intense that when I came back, I was so grateful to just be in my human form. Yeah. Because I recognized the pain that it would be to actually be God. Like, it's very painful.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. If people listening to this um are intrigued and want to kind of dive into this kind of stuff but not through psychedelics, so my journey has been with psychedelics. Uh I started them years ago and obviously it expanded my heart through, you know, healing so much stuff. I also understand and through the integrative healing approach that I am going to offer to clients that a lot of people have a resistance to psychedelics and I under I can definitely understand that and maybe you'll get to the point at some point where you want to try with them like either a little bit of microdosing, whatever. I obviously could never encourage someone to do a psychedelic. I'm not going to push that in coaching. However, there are, and this is something I've been extremely enthralled with lately, there are ways to get to a psychedelic state without doing psychedelics, and it's through breath work. Mm -hmm. And that's the coolest thing to me because I have had a psychedelic experience in a breath work workshop one time doing the Wim Hof method. Me too. There are also two different methods that are for deep healing, which are called holotropic breath work, and then a somatic Mm. release breath work. And I can link to podcasts in this episode to kind of get you intrigued in this, but it is a completely sober, typically a 90 minute experience of deep breath work that's led by uh, healers who are trained in this. Mm -hmm. And people have gone back and recalled memories from birth. It goes so deep as to people will be led through their own life by little them. People mm-hmm. will recall experiences. In, in Nima's podcast, he recalled an experience of, of him in his crib with his parents looking over, showing him how loved he's always been. So, mm-hmm. and then you come. They there are people working you through it. It's led by music, and um, mm. it's it, it is shamanic. Mm -hmm. a certain way. And then when you come back to life, you're sober. So you're Mm -hmm. not in this phase where you have to kind of integrate and then you can work through these things. But people recall experiences from little T's, big T's and acknowledge face and feel those emotions through breath work. So if you want to expand your mind and get out of your comfort zone, but you have a resistance to psychedelics, that's a really good place to start. And a lot of these people do virtual sessions as well. That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, just like on the heels of that, uh, if you're scared, if you're going into a psychedelic experience scared, don't go into it. Don't do it. Yep. Just don't. Because your body is telling you that you're not ready for that particular thing yet. So Mm -hmm. get right with you, sit with you, um, and you'll know when it's okay. I think even with mushrooms, even with pot, even with drinking, like if your body is kind of like, nah, this doesn't feel good, don't do it. Yeah. Your body knows. Man, so that was my week update. Wow. I mean, so there's that. And then also, so immediately, so it was my birthday, then week-long experience, um, that was like literally 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, like just healing, body work. We all got massages. We did energetic. It was just like incredible. Um, And then right after that, literally the next day, we hopped in the car and drove for three days to Austin. So I'm now in Austin at this beautiful lake house and I'm just feeling so grateful to be here and to be alive. And also I need like Three nights of 12 hours of sleep.
0: Yes, you do. (laughs) Exhausted. Oh, I'm sure (laughs) you're
1: exhausted. Yeah. Even one
0: day of an experience is a lot. It's so much. Seven day retreat. Seven
1: day retreat. And I think that's going to – I want this experience to lead to our next segment, which can be kind of short. It doesn't have to be too long. Yeah. But just about the erotic nature of energy and eroticism. Mm. because when you get through – So one of the – I've called myself a sexual confidence and personal power coach for a while now. Uh, And I'm thinking about if that title still fits for me because one of the things that has become so apparent to me through this healing, through watching you heal, through just talking to so many different people about their healing and awakening journey is that when you get through the bullshit that's holding you back, and I'm not talking about judgmental bullshit. I'm talking about actual shit that's holding you back, trauma, uh, limiting beliefs, scarcity issues, fear, uh, an inability to receive, an inability to surrender, like balancing your masculine and feminine energy. When you're getting through those kind of layers of your psyche, of your mind, of your heart, of your soul, what lays on the very bottom of that is eroticism. Mm. It's erotic. It's creative. It's sexy and sensual and juicy and raw Like the energy that actually runs human beings is erotic in nature because our number one desire is to fuck. Yeah, over like we want to have sex, we want to be in the juice of life. And when you think about the moments of your life that are the most ecstatic, the most in the most ecstatic bliss, the deepest joy,
0: deep joy
1: during orgasm, you basically go offline for a minute. What lies underneath all of that cloudy baggage that most of us are carrying on a consistent basis is is that eroticism. And the sexual energy – I talk about this a lot – but sexual energy and creative energy are – they live in the same place in the body. Mm. And so – like, for example, for you, Cami, when you started to go through your healing, all of a sudden your voice, your singing, your art came out. You created a blog. You started to create, create, create. Yeah. Because your sexual energy, your sexual energy wasn't much offline, but mm. your creative energy was, mm-hmm. right? So. When I started healing, my sexual energy came on with a vengeance. Like I just became even more sexual than I ever thought possible. Like my orgasms are better than they've ever been. I'm just so much more like sure about what I want and just like the the feeling of the erotics in my body. I want massages with oil and like candles around me. And that's because when your sexual energy is free – you're living in a more peaceful and creative place. You're not feeling bound by the shackles of like, oh my gosh, I know that this, like I'm wanting something to be different in my sex life, but I can't figure out what it is. Mm. Let me tell you what it is. It's your healing. Yeah. So start your healing and get ready for your sexual energy to come back online, for your creative energy to come back online.
0: Yeah, I was just watching, I think one of your TikToks about, I have something to tell you, which is sex is not always about sex. Mm -hmm. And I think when people come to see you and specifically seek you for coaching, they're looking Mm -hmm. for, you know, issues revolving. And they're like, how do I become more sexual? And you're like, well, how was your childhood? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) You know, and it's
0: like, have you made peace with your inner child? And what's your relationship history? Like, you know, it's, so many of our experiences are tied to our sexual body. <laughs> right. Because it's well, it we are. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even
1: have you made peace with your inner child? It's do you now celebrate your inner child? Because when we go back, um, you know, having kids in conversations around sex makes a lot of people really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but um, kids explore their bodies in a way that I encourage adults to when a, when a little boy discovers his penis, he's like, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, this is so cool. When little girls discover their vaginas, we say, "Uh Oh, don't touch that. Don't touch there. That's not a good place to touch. And, in, in the, at the end of the day, it's the same for her. She doesn't know the difference. She's not. A, she doesn't have a sexual energy yet, right? So yeah. her, her eyes and her cheeks are the same to her as her vagina, but you immediately start saying to little girls, don't touch that, don't wear that, don't do that. And so there's this ingrained behavior with us of shame surrounding our erotic energy. So we mm. come online in our erotic nature when we hit Puberty and when we start to like develop, and we imme- we already have this idea of like cover that up, don't express that. Yeah. And so we need to go back and celebrate those little girls and those little boys who thought of their bodies as playgrounds. Like th- this is the most incredible vessel. You mean I get to live in this with the this divine soul? I get to live in a human form. How fun! How yes. exciting! How creative, right? that is sexual energy. That is erotic energy. How fun, how pleasurable. Today, I want to share one more thing. I know I'm talking a lot on this episode, so thank you, Cammy, for giving me that the space. <laughs> yes. I feel like I've been exploding without this outlet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, today, I was – masturbating this morning. Shane left for the gym and I was like, oh yeah, time for mama. Like, oh, let's yeah. do this. Oh yeah. <laughs> My sexual energy is insane right now. But um, I was having this moment with myself where I was saying out loud, this feels so good. And all of a sudden, I just had this light bulb went off for me. And I'm like, this feels so good. This feels so good. And so many – I started to really – then I, you know, came and then I was sitting there having this philosophical <laughs> conversation with myself about feeling good and how so many of us are in survive mode. A lot of us don't need to be there, right? but we put ourselves in survive mode. Like, oh, I have to go to work to make this amount of money to live mm. this kind of life. And we're, we're in survive mode. When was the last time, and I'm asking this to my wolf pack, when was the last time that you did something or you focused on how good can this feel? How good can this feel? How good can life feel? That's sex. How good does it feel? Not how does it look, not how does it sound? Not, not how much money can I make? How good does it feel? Ask yourself that question. That is sex and that is life. It
0: can be that good all the time. Wow. Wow. That was so beautifully said. But And I want to say how deep you're going to have to go to get to that answer because we are never – in growing up specifically right. around sex even talk right. about pleasure right especially women right especially women so to dive into pleasure to dive into pleasure to dive into how good your life feels you do have to go back and mend the relationship with your younger self yeah who was told just, whoa don't do that when it feels good you know it's like so yeah. A sh- so shameful To make it feel good And I even think about that with food And like yeah. with
1: all these things that Where there's pleasure Like I'm trying to remember if You know The idea of Feeling good Does it feel good? Like I It's one of those things that I've been saying My whole life when I have sex Like that feels so good But did I ever take the time to actually f- Like understand how good it felt in my body like where am i feeling the sensation is it just in my is it localized in my pussy or does it go up to my heart is it traveling in my body the good sensation
0: this idea of feeling good should also like lauren was saying relate to all aspects of your life and i feel like it's also shamed in the form of career so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm quitting to do, I don't fucking know, and people are like, "Why?" And you're like, "Cause it feels fucking good to quit." Like yes. I sit here, it feels so good to say, "Fuck this! This isn't how I want to live my life." And people are like, right. "What are you gonna do for money? What are you gonna, you know? What do you mean you're leaving a stable career?" And it's just like, let's. I hate the word "normalized." We need to come yes. up with something, but. Celebrate. Let's, let's celebrate. Yeah. Let's celebrate everything just feeling really fucking good. Including, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's do that. And that yeah. for sex, for life, for everything. Because yeah. like our first episode and we just keep wrapping back to that, that sex is life. And today it's based and on pleasure. Let, <laughs> yeah. And
1: let that sink in too because you can trust that. If all you do for your whole life is actually follow – and I'm not talking about feel good like heroin. I'm not talking about feel good like eat cake every single day for lunch. I'm talking about actually tuning in with your soul and asking, does this feel good? Does it feel good? Does it relieve me in some way? Is there a surrender or a receiving associated with it? Like when when I'm saying does it feel good – If all you do your whole life is pursue your soul feeling good in a state of actually feeling good, just so you know, that feeling good is also going to be when you're heartbroken. It's also going to be when you're experiencing bullshit. Like I cannot sit here and say that all the time. I'm like, I feel fantastic. Like, I've actually been pretty stressed out trying to find a house to live in. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, like, a very privileged perspective to be in. I recognize that. So that part, like, complaining about that doesn't make me feel good. But leaning into the journey of, like, finding my home and leaning into the journey of my future with Shane does feel good, even though it's hard, even though it's frustrating. So, like, where can you find the feel good in your life? That's what I want to know. And that's what eroticism is. It's expressing that and like moving with that and dancing with feeling good. Like when you stretch your body and when you dance and when you paint and when you sing and when you just allow yourself to be this fluid mobility
0: flesh body, it feels good. It feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Episode title Do You Feel Good? (laughs) Does it feel so good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man. Man. I loved this. Me too. Episode. Me too. Okay. Today, we have covered so much healing experience, ayahuasca, expanding your consciousness, the sex of life, the eroticism. I feel yes. that we don't even need to answer questions this week. <laughs> yeah, let's – We'll
1: we'll do an extra one next week or something like that.
0: Yeah, we'll do an extra question or something. So – Thank you for being here. We love you, love you, love you. We missed last week, and I think we came back (laughs) popping. Yes, (laughs) we did. Yeah. Uh, Anyone, please, if you have any questions, comments, anything, please DM at the Den Mothers, which is our combined Instagram handle. Or if you DM our other Instagrams, at Florin at Camille Missbox, sometimes they just don't get read. Right. So at the Den Mothers for any questions or comments, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a star rating and a review if it suits your fancy. We love you. I don't know what else to say. I have something to say. What? Wolfpack? Yeah. Does it feel good to leave us a review? <laughs> How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> I think mean, it would feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be feeling oh, pretty good It's going to feel pretty good Yeah um, Also Follow us
1: with on TikTok <laughs> Yeah, you know uh, Lauren and Camille Misspock on TikTok We could really use the support Especially me, I have put out so many videos
0: <laughs> I'm
1: trying so hard
0: Yeah, I'm going to try to be really funny And who knows
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be so funny
0: Yeah, so We love you. Happy Halloween. Have so much fun. Stay safe. Stay slutty. We love you. We love you. See you next week. (laughs)